Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to the Vital Dome podcast for Monday, December 23rd. S&P futures are trading uh, essentially flat up about one to two points. The major European indices are both about flat. Asia, so a little bit more mixed price action uh, with mainland China, probably the weakest with the Shanghai Com down about 1.4%. So, you know, obviously a very quiet morning. The next two weeks are going to be very quiet. There aren't any catalysts left on the calendar um, that could really kind of um, disrupt the market one way or the other. So, I would anticipate kind of just a um, you know a gentle gentle sideways uh, drift higher into the end of the year, um, you know probably with an upward bias just given uh, what we've been seeing now for the last you know month and a half. Um, as far as news for today, you know again nothing super incremental. China came out Sunday night and announced cuts to tariffs on a host of products. Um, now these are tariffs that they're cutting for all of their trading partners, not just on the U.S. Um, but ostensibly, these are on products that China um, is going to be ramping up purchases of from the U.S. So, you know, this is them attempting to meet this phase one purchase commitment at the same time as they are going to be complying with um, global trade rules, WTO rules. So that's one of that had been one of their biggest objectives when the U.S. put these enormous purchase commitments on the table. Um, China pushed back and said that there's no way they could buy them without violating global trade agreements. Um, so this is kind of a way for them to satisfy both parties. Um, you know, we're still waiting for the final phase one text, which is due out in early January when they're going to have this kind of signing ceremony. And I think markets are eagerly anticipating what is actually included in that statement as far as purchase commitments. Are there explicit numbers that the U.S. has been talking about, specifically 40 to 50 billion of agriculture and then 200 billion in aggregate, including agriculture and then other products? Um, does that actually get formally included into the statement? Are there qualifiers in the statement around those? So China has said they will increase purchases of U.S. products only to the extent um, their companies and their population needs the products. They're not just going to start stockpiling goods that they don't require. Um, so I think all that is still to be seen. So I, you know, the news this morning certainly is not negative, but I view it as just simply part of phase one. I don't think this is incremental news. It's nothing to get incrementally excited about. It's just, uh, you know, part of the um, implementing that phase one agreement. So that's really kind of the big headline. Other than that, there's not a whole lot out um, as far as major macro news. There are there are actually a lot of different various headlines. Um, the other big macro development I would just say is this North Korea where. You know, Kim Jong-un had laid out a deadline of the end of this year for the U.S. to make concessions on sanctions um, or else it had been threatening to ratchet up uh, tensions higher. So it looks like there had been an, um, an, an attempt made at some last minute diplomatic breakthroughs that's not going to occur. So um, multiple reports over the weekend suggest that North Korea is gearing up to do something, most likely launching an ICBM. Um, and so that could happen pretty much at any day. It could happen, you know, they, they like to take advantage of, of holidays when um, most of the world is quiet. There's not a lot of news, so they can kind of dominate that news cycle. Um, so people have thought they could do it Christmas. They could do it on New Year's Day. Um, but that's something that's going to be occurring, I would imagine, barring some last minute breakthrough, which does not seem likely. 
Um, you know, I don't necessarily think it is going to be too disruptive for the market, but it certainly, I think, calls into question um, just how much more of this multiple expansion process uh, the market can really bear if you are going to see geopolitical tensions ratchet higher. Because on uh, January 6th, Iran has threatened to take additional actions that would withdraw it further from the nuclear agreement. So you could see Iran on that day or around that day announce, um, you know, a step up in uranium enrichment, um, in, which means that you would have now heading into the election, um, you know, increased tensions on two of the big, uh, two of the of the bigger geopolitical fronts. Um, so that's just something to keep in the background. Uh, nothing super important on the economic front. Um, Taiwan industrial production was a little bit better for November. I don't really think that means much. Um, you had, uh, the, you know, this, you know, kind of taking a step back and looking at some more bigger picture things. The Fed and ECB this year are both going to announce updates to their kind of policy objectives, specifically concerning their various inflation targets. Um, you know, this is this, the Fed's going to come first. The Fed's is due out around the middle of the year. The ECB is more towards the end of the year. Um, but the FT just talks about how the ECB will probably wind up changing its inflation goal, which currently stands at below but close to 2%. They'll probably change that to just 2%. So the implication of that being uh, ECB policy is going to stay accommodated for longer, given that they're going to have to, uh, you know, it's going to take additional monetary accommodation to um, achieve a 2% inflation target. You know, again, I don't think it's anything that the markets are focusing on immediately at this moment. It's much more, um, you know, the implementation of, of trade policies, but that's something that certainly is lurking out there for the rest of the year. Um so that's essentially it. Like I said, really not too much else out there. Um, a few micro items to, to be aware of, um, all of which I outlined in the Vital Dawn this morning. Um, and then just looking at today's calendar, there is really nothing to talk about. Um, you have U.S. new home sales for November at 10 a.m. and that's it. There are no catalysts on the calendar. There really are no catalysts left, like I said, for the rest of this year, other than um, a couple of items coming up the week of the 30th, uh, mostly just economic numbers. So you have the China MBS PMIs are coming out New Year's Eve. So that's Tuesday, the 31st. You have the U.S. Manufacturing ISM coming out Friday, um, Friday, the 3rd of January. And then FOMC minutes are kind of hitting off cycle. They're going to be hitting on uh, that Friday as well. So Friday, January 3rd, the FOMC minutes hit. Um, but other than that, the next two weeks are void of major news. Um, and so that is it for this morning. Thank you, everyone, for listening.